Hey, this is Chuck from Han, and you're listening to Epitome of Stupidity. I dream of wall-to-wall vices at an arm's length Where solitude is all I know Ceilings, not that I'm dreaming, dreams have no weight. I need a hole to come. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Gentlemen. What's what's 32? Welcome to episode 32. 32. 32 being brought to you by The Woke. The Woke by Han. We assume that's how it's pronounced. Han? Han. That's got to be how it's pronounced. Han? What's it going to be? I don't know. We've H- been wrong before. A-A-N. They and are uh, what I like to call pretty badass. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to so. talk to Chuck. Maybe. Probably. I'm, go, I'm going with probably. Okay. Anyways, that's The Woke. Off of their album, By the Grace of Blood and Guts. How awesome is that album title? It is all of the awesome. It is, is the good. answer. It's good. It's good stuff. And uh, more on that later. First things first. What are you listening to, Brian? A band called Han. Okay. I think more, more Seven Dust. A band called Unearth. Coming up in reviews. And... uh Call me no one. Oh yeah, that's what I got. What, were you, that was the bonus track that was playing when I got there yesterday. I meant to ask you about that when I got there. That was playing, and it had to have been the bonus track because I never listened to the bonus track. I knew it was Clint. I knew it sounded like Call Me No One. I figured maybe it was that solo shit, that skeletons, whatever. Mm. And uh, I meant to ask you about it and forgot about it. It was now that you say that, I'm sure it was the fucking bonus track. On yeah. That. If you never heard of Call Me No One, it is Clint Lowry <laughs> and Morgan. And yeah, Morgan from Seven Dust, Clint on, but Clint does the vocals. It's kind of like his solo project ish. One of them, yeah. Uh, I think they've actually said that there's not going to be another right, one too. Check it out if if you like Seven Dust. I, I like I like it better than Seven Dust, honestly. What? Yeah, I really love that fucking album, man. And knowing that there's probably going to be no more probably makes my love even more, more so. Yeah. yeah, it is a really good album. It's not. I don't think it's as heavy as most Seven Dust stuff, but it, it is a really good album, though. I. Um, uh, I am not being facetious here. I probably listened to the, uh, it's, I mean, it's only like half hour long. It was only like six songs. I listened to STP's Unplugged thing that's on the back of the, uh, it's like the very end of the re-released super deluxe version of Core. Super deluxe. Yeah. I listened to STP's Unplugged probably 20 times this week. What six songs do they? They do. Uh, there's a song that was never All the released. radio songs? Uh no, not really. No. I mean, they play Cracker Man. They play a song called Andy Warhol that I don't think ever got released. <laughs> um, and then there's the radio songs. There was Plus. There was Creep. That version of Creep is way better than any fucking recorded version too. That version of Creep fucking gives me the goosebumps every time because he starts hollering that second verse. Oh man, it's so good. And uh, the swing version of Sex type thing, which is <laughs> always fun. <laughs> it is so good. Um. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I was getting ready to get the snaps going. Uh, I did uh, a good amount of uh, that ended one night, and 
Spotify started playing random shit and it played them crooked vultures. I thought, you know what? Good call, Spotify. And that pushed me on to a hard run of that and the first Queens of the Stone Age album. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, just for those who aren't keeping track, which is everyone, um, Yob has been the post-metal band of the week for like the last three weeks. I don't think I've mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, and you haven't done the post I, And uh, they've, they've, they've held that down for the past three weeks. I've been interspersing that in my week. It's, it's a really excellent album. And uh, it's this year has been so good music that 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 album is beautiful, and it's probably not going to make my top five. It's crazy. This year was nuts in music. And are we going to have to do that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I've been. I am totally being literal when I say I have been thinking about it since June. Well, I'm finding out about it right now. So I'll quit it. I already know it's the top, it's just going to be Soulfly top five. Oh, five times. Anyways. <laughs> And then uh, another album that came out this year was By the Grace of Blood and Guts, which was something that I listened to a lot this week. Yeah. It's by a band called Han. I think. Sound the coin? I think we should see about talking to him. Call Chuck up. Old Chuck. All right. Ring. All right. We got Chuck on the line. How's it, how you going? How you going? How you doing? How you this doing? This is starting off great. <laughs> this is bloody good. Mary. How are you guys? Good, man. It's, uh, we appreciate you joining us here on this random Sunday in December. Um. I guess since it is December, we'll we'll do the obligatory Christmas um, mention. You, you, you ready for Christmas and all that, all the stupidity that comes with that? Well, I currently live in Miami right now, so I don't Ooh. even notice that it's winter. To be honest with you, nice. Um, so, it, like, I, I keep forgetting that Christmas is coming up, and I see like candy canes and shit like that on the uh, <laughs> on the street. I'm like, oh wait, that's right around the corner. Yeah, that's... but yeah, I'm ready. Sure. Any any snowman out there is plastic as shit. Oh, fake man. bastards! Yeah, and even that will probably melt. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. So obviously Chuck is the lead singer of Han. We are pronouncing that correct. Correct. You are. Yes. Okay. Awesome. And uh, I mean, and it says in your bio where that name comes from. Do you, is there is you know is there a big story for that, or you just someone like the uh, the what is it Japanese or something? It's it's Korean. Korean. Um, there's not a big story behind it, really. We when we first formed, I kind of joined that band, and uh, they had already been together for a while. Oh, okay. And they were called No Way, um, and they basically had a second guitarist and a different singer, and it was a very different style of music. It was almost like uh, I don't know, more of a like a, a hardcore band, a little more of like a post hardcore band, um, and so I, I joined that band. As uh, just as you know, like kind of a fun thing, and we immediately kind of clicked musically and realized that we wanted to do different things. But then I just kind of felt like the voice, or I'm sorry, the name didn't fit what we were doing. Um, and so Jordan, the guitar player of Han, he basically would go on these binges throughout the night, kind of just looking for different different theories and different ideas and different words that he thought might be fitting. And he came across basically it's a a psychological condition, so to speak, that only really happens in North Korea. Uh. And we don't have any personal attachment to North Korea, but uh, I just thought it was an interesting idea that a region could kind of adopt uh, something mental, uh, something mentally debilitating as like kind of a widespread depression that was brought on by ages of being repressed by your government and things like that. Ooh. And so, um, and it was almost like a point of pride that, you know, they live in this womb of Han, this womb of, of misery, and they make it through and they struggle. And 
Uh, I kind of just love that concept and Jordan did as well. And I kind of thought that that en- encapsulated to a degree um, what we write the songs about, lyrically speaking. And, you know, just the day and age that we live in, I think it's pretty, uh, pretty obvious to see that there is some some problems wrong with the psychosis of the world and so i I thought that i really liked that concept and it just seemed to be kind of a strong word so we went with it that uh for being the dumbasses that we are we have had and heard some of the smartest shit doing this podcast (laughs) i mean all of that the simple word han like it is just so it's so huge i guess at the same time yeah uh, i mean i think there is definitely some some strength in like the restraint of just a single word and like that's you know and also, it goes both ways too. But yeah. uh, you know, I like I always loved bands that had names like Swans. Right. You know, I always thought that was so powerful because it doesn't really mean anything, but it means a lot. I've um, been trying to explain just, this same concept to Brian for like two weeks now. Sorry to interrupt you. I just had to no, throw no, that no. out there. <laughs> and Mastodon's already taken. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's like pretty much the ultimate metal name. You can't really. I mean, other than Megalodon, which would be a ripoff of Mastodon. Right. So. <laughs> um. Speaking of your lyrics, we uh we. We've got the uh, Aqualam sent us a bunch of stuff recently, and we've got oh, cool. the uh, the big booklet thing. I love the the weird way that they're they've decided to go about the artwork and all that stuff. And yeah, uh, me too. And, and going through the albums and stuff here recently, we were looking. I was looking through the lyrics, anyways. Um, there's some, uh, and you know, we used the song "The Woke" for the intro and outro today, and. Oh, cool. uh, was just wanting to kind of pick your brain about your your process there with lyrics or what some of these maybe even the woke mean or that yeah that first sentence in the woke oh man it's so good is is a mouthful man that's oh <laughs> that's it's pretty killer stuff man well i mean um as far as like the what that song was about um i guess we wrote that particular song right around the same time that uh, Trump was inaugurated. And there was just a lot going on in the news and a lot going on socially, and everybody was just kind of at each other's throats. And so I was living in New York still at the time, and I kind of lived in just like a studio apartment. I didn't go out very much. I would just spend my time in my apartment a lot, you know, just kind of brooding and doing whatever people do. <laughs> and uh, it just, I didn't have the motivation to to really... You know, it's, it's one of those things where you start seeing just things falling apart everywhere. And it's like you lose the motivation to even try to lift a finger. Yeah. And it would be a yeah. lot easier to just kind of indulge in escapism. And um, so I kind of it was like me calling myself out in, in a way, because, you know, when you're when everybody's young, they, they get very idealistic. You know, when you're like a young punk rocker or something like that and you get very involved in the things that you believe in. But at a certain time in your life, it's like you kind of get dragged through enough of it to where you're just like, I don't, you know, I don't know what can be done. Maybe we just put our hands in the air and just kind of (laughs) walk off into the midnight and let that be it. So that was kind of where that song was coming from. But I guess the whole record follows that same thread. It's just kind of, uh, you know, it's just kind of, looking at uh looking at the world through the eyes of of addiction or depression or any any of the things that people are commonly kind of ailed with uh in a modern day buddy if you i i the shortest way to say this is nailed it yeah you never know who you're gonna get on these calls and sometimes you know people people stuff is really thought out and meaningful and others just shit thrown out the wall right these are these are the way better this is so yeah <laughs> thought out meaningful stuff um we were in talks with Aqu- aqualam yeah for one reason or another and they sent us uh, a goodie box and oh, cool. and your your album was the actual um lp lp vinyl yeah. was in it 
And oh, that's great. I, 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 and there some other ones, and I started scrolling through, you know, listen to them on Spotify, whatever. And that very first song on the the um, by the grace the of God, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Excellent album title. The, just Thank the you. the guitar tones alone, uh, you know, just perfect. Then your vocals come in, and I told Clint we're going to steal you as a, as for a vocalist. So <laughs> when you when you come move to Columbus, Ohio, you have you have work here that you have to do. If, or awesome. you can just do it remotely. I'll just I'll just email you the tracks and you can go to the studio. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's what we're doing right now. To be honest, yeah, that's, the, that's everybody else lives in New York and I live in Miami right now. So we're just emailing songs back and forth and writing through GarageBand right now. Oh, really? You guys are already writing again? Yeah, I mean, we never really stop. We always have a huge drive. Like we have a a, a Google Drive that's just full of ideas that we you know we wrote a lot of songs that we didn't put on uh, the record, but just because you know they didn't even fit with the others or we just didn't feel like they were there yet but there's still good ideas in there and so we're always trying to flesh out new ideas and um jordan the guitarist upon he's just kind of a maniac and he spends a lot of time just recording different different things on his own and some of them would be great for han some of them would be great for other projects because they he gets you know he, he he's got a pretty wide variety of things that he uh is good at and Dave as well. Dave programs a lot of music. He's our bass player, and he programs a lot of beats and a lot of uh, interesting stuff. Um, but everyone's very different with their musical background, so it helps out a lot because you get a lot of different influences coming out, coming through. And um, it's it's a nice thing. So everybody always wants to write, though. Um, that's definitely my favorite thing to do. I mean, I love playing shows, but if I love the process of writing new songs. So the, the title, I want to get to that. Uh, did, did you name the album, or is that a collective... Uh, well, we kind of, uh, we, the last song we wrote was Zero Day, which is kind of right in the middle of the record. Mm -hmm. And there's a lyric that kind of said twice in there, by the grace of blood and guts, um, which we just kind of, I guess that, that, that phrase stuck out to us as a good, uh, good candidate for a title. And so we ended up going with that. Yeah. It, it certainly is. That's a fucking excellent album. I, I like how you know it's a nod to a song, but not yeah. necessarily, not necessarily not the, the title. title you know, yeah. yeah, that's a that's I, I really I really dig that. And and yeah, go ahead. Um, no, I, I I was just agreeing with you guys. Yeah, I didn't like I didn't think that there was any particular song on the record that stood out as being a title track. Or the whatever, woke would have so been a great. I, song. I wouldn't want to go that route <laughs> because I feel like it adds too much priority to one yeah song. Um, but. I just thought that like Jordan, I think was the one who particularly kind of focused in on that. And so we all felt like that was a pretty strong title because we just wanted something that kind of, uh, I don't know, that represented all the songs pretty well. As far as theme goes, we didn't want anything that kind of threw people off. Well, and not to overshadow the EP, I mean, sing praises, but, but that was, that was released in like 2014, right under a different label. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was uh, released a while back. So I had only been in the band for a very short period of time when we recorded that. And we kind of just wrote a bunch of songs right away. And we decided that only like, you know, a couple of them were really something that we wanted to try to record. And I feel like, you know, that was a learning process a lot because we, we hadn't really found our groove yet. We were still just kind of throwing throwing everything at the wall and seeing mm -hmm. what stuck. But I think that there's some good songs on there for sure, and um, I don't, I don't definitely don't like dislike any of it. I just think it's, uh, it wasn't completely a matured sound yet, but yeah. it was a lot of fun, and we recorded it with Andrew Schneider from the band Pigs, 
And uh, he's a he's a fantastic guy. I learned a lot through his. I learned a lot about doing vocals, like just recording with him, because you know he he's one of those people that really wants the perfect take on something. And so if you're wearing your voice out, you might want to figure a new thing out because <laughs> you might have to do that twenty times. You never. Know. The, uh, I, I definitely want to put a pin in your vocals and how they came about and all that stuff, and come back to that. But before we get too far away from by the grace of blood and guts. Oh yeah. I want to come back to the uh you know you've already explained the album title and that's it. I I Brandon and I obviously haven't had this conversation because we just found it out but the perfect way that it came about and then the album art that you have done and fits it so perfectly and all of the things that go along with that. We you know you're uh <clears throat> you do murals and um uh, things of that nature and most of the band's artwork it looks like. Yeah, um, I mean, that's what I do for a living is I, I paint. Um, my my girlfriend and I, we both paint murals together, and we also do just kind of random uh, painting jobs as far as fine art goes. But, um, it, you know, it was a really beautiful opportunity when Aqualam approached us because I knew that they had that, <laughs> that aesthetic with releasing the book yeah. with the album. And um, so... I, I was happy we did it the way we did it because we wrote we wrote and recorded the entire record and then I didn't even start doing the artwork until after the record was basically done so I could listen to it and kind of make sure I was going in the right direction because I think that with artwork and merchandise and things like that people have an idea of what they want it to be and sometimes it doesn't really fit and I just wanted something that was cohesive and kind of seemed like it was all living in the same universe and so it was a really great opportunity for them to attached like having the book with everything because me as a painter it gives me an opportunity to like you know do do even more than just be the vocalist now i get to actually do the artwork as well and, and it was cool it was a great opportunity though i'm, I'm gonna be cliche and corny you paint with words and paint with your hands hats, <laughs> hats off to chuck so i i mean the the album artwork you know for by the grace of blood and guts is pretty straightforward i mean yeah it's that's it's a ball of like madness or something. I mean, I don't really know what I was going to, but it, it's, 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 it's great. But what really caught my eye was the horse on sing praises. Did oh, it, right. So is there, is there a, is there a good story behind that? I mean, I, I just found that's very unique to have, you know, just the, the portrait of a horse on the, on the album cover and done. Well, it's good. Yeah, there is kind of a funny story. Uh, Jordan. So there's a, one of the songs on that album, which is called uh, pasture. Um, has a lyric where I say something to the effect of now we're painted like a sweaty old whore's face, um, ah. which was just like kind of this gross image. <laughs> and he said that when he'd hear the song, it sounded like I said horse face. And so he said, what if we just did a horse's face, like a sweaty horse's face? And so I, I painted the horse's face, but in, in, in trying to make it look sweaty, it just looked weird. And I didn't like it. So I just decided, let's just go with this horse's face, and that's going to be the cover. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, how you make a horse but sweaty. Yeah, it was, it was technically, the lyric is whore's face, right. in W-H-O-R-E, uh, but it sounds like horse face. So that was the way that came about. But it, it works, you know. Yeah. Right? One great story after another. I, what, what else can we ask? I, I don't what, know, dude. What's your I, favorite recipe? Yes, just, just keep telling me stories, Chuck. They're great. <laughs> So I mean, so uh, let's let's talk about the uh, the Grace of Blood and Guts cover real quick. What does that what does that symbolize for you there? Um, well, I kind of wanted to keep something interpretive, so I I really 
I guess like when it comes to music, when it comes to books, when it comes to movies, I really like stuff that kind of leaves a bit of mystique and a little bit of uh, choose your own adventure, you know? So I, I like things that don't spell out for you completely. Right. Um, and I wanted to create an image that wasn't so, you know, drastically something, but it gave you a mood, you know? So, and so I, and I, as a painter, I was kind of, um, experimenting with a lot of different stuff because i just moved to miami and i had now had a studio in my house and so it was like i was actually doing a lot more work and um i just kind of that style kind of came together and finally and i had been trying i'd been working on several different versions of that album cover but that one finally stuck and uh i just like the fact that it definitely looks like something but it is up to you what you think it is i've had people say that it looks like a spore or it looks like a bunch of animal carcasses yeah. or a combination thereof or yeah. a planet. And I like all of those, you know, um, because I feel like they all fit within the theme. So I, I, I just kind of, yeah. I kind of felt like it was, I, it looked like kind of a ball of skeletons of, of something, but you, you're like, you said, right. you really don't want to, you really don't want to make it clear exactly what it is. And that is yeah. excellent, man. Where's the original at? Is the original hanging up in your studio? It's in my bedroom. And, yeah. Cool. <laughs> nice bedroom piece. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That'll set the mood. That, um, it, just because it's come up uh, however many times, and if it's if there's like some kind of personal thing or something, obviously you can tell us to screw off. But uh, what what prompted the move to Miami? How'd the band take that? Oh, uh, well, it took it. You know, it took it well because so my girlfriend is from Miami, and as painters, we just we make a lot more money. Uh, living down here than we did when we lived in New York. I would not um, have saw that. I yeah. still love Seems New backwards. York very much, and I miss it. But um, you know, it is nice to not have winter. And and professionally speaking, it's just much better for us. But it's a two hundred dollar plane ride back to New York. You know, it's it's nothing. So when we went on tour recently, I just you know I fly back up. I fly up for the weekend if we're gonna do something. Sometimes I'll fly up for a show or whatever, so I can at least get in a practice before we play and things like that. So it's really easy. It's not too difficult. And you know, Jordan and Dave, uh, the other two solid members of Han, they uh, they basically you know they've got families, they've got jobs. So it's you know we we have to work around a lot of different things just like any other band does, but. It works out fine, you know. Um, I'm not, I'm not super far away. It's not like I moved to Los Angeles or something right. where it would cost me a thousand dollars to come back to New York every now and then. Well, and this, so it's, it's worked out fine. In this day and age, I mean, shit, re- you can record something in your right. house for next to nothing and sh- send shit back, you know, back and forth, and you really need to get together to practice a couple of days before a tour and then flesh the stuff out. Right, exactly. I mean, there's definitely something to be said for being there in the practice space. And like, because that's where we basically would come up with some of our best stuff is when when those guys are just messing around. And I would just hit record on my iPhone or whatever, just so we could remember a part because obviously everybody's just kind of goofing off, but it sounds great. (laughs) Um, That, you know, those moments, you're not going to be able to get them when you're emailing stuff back. However, you know, you can still trade ideas and get an idea of where things are going. And then that way, when you do meet up in person, like we can kind of hash things out and see how that sounds in real life and so on and so forth. Do you play anything? Do you play guitar or Uh, anything? Yeah, I play guitar and, you know, by nature, if you play guitar, you play bass, I guess. But yeah, I play guitar. um, And so I've, I've helped write some of the music um and we always like to work that way like i'll record guitar parts at my house and send them to jordan and then he'll do his thing to them because jordan has a very specific way that 
he plays and um, I don't really know how to emulate that, but he, you know, he'll take my ideas or he'll take ideas from, from Dave from time to time and, and turn them into his thing, which I think is kind of our, one of the more signature things about our band is just the way he plays guitar is very specific. It's uh, you, it, yes, it, there definitely is. Uh, you guys, I, I love it because, you know, we've only been doing this for however long and, we've had the chance to talk to uh, a handful of bands like yourself who have a very specific sound and aren't just cookie cutter bullshit. I couldn't tell you who Han sounds yeah, like. Yeah. I it, really couldn't. Yeah, I love that. I'm so right. glad that that's the case. Yes. <laughs> and so are we, cause it is excellent stuff. Um, you mentioned the, uh, just kind of in passing there. I don't know where this goes, but, uh, the other two solid members of Han, you said were Jordan and Dave, the drummer hasn't actually been brought up yet. Is there a new drummer? Well, so Andrew Gottlieb, who is the drummer for another New York City band called Husbandry, and they're also on Aqualam Records, he basically um, has been playing with us for, I guess, the, the last year or so. Um, but he's also very busy. He's, you know, he's got a full-time band um, with Husbandry. Um, so that we, we don't want to, like, hold him to anything. But I would be more than happy if he was, like, I mean, be, with with us being a band that's not constantly touring and stuff like that, it's uh, pretty kind of like a, a laid back gig at times, you know. So I, I don't think that it's um, I guess what I meant by solid members is that Dave and Jordan, they were like two of the founding members of the band. Um, and Chris Enriquez, who was our original drummer, who recorded the drums on the on the record and the EP. So those three were, you know core members and chris just had too much on his plate he's uh you know he's got a very serious job in music and he's in a couple other bands who are tour and they're very active so he he left the band i guess maybe a year and a half two years ago and so andrew has been filling in but and you know i would love to write with andrew because I, I really like the way he plays drums and it's very different than chris so i'd like to see how that changed our sound um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's awesome. But yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to hold him to anything and say that he's now. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> he's our, yeah. he's right. our drummer. Yeah. I got no, you. Okay. That makes perfect. Just yeah. like every other thing you've said, it makes perfect sense and it's <laughs> reasonably thought out and you know, gee, many Christmas, if there were more people like you in the world, we'd be all right. Um, so let's, I don't know about that. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's get to, you know, I don't know if it's, if it's our recent search for our vocalists and what Clint and I do in our band life. But I've been enamored by by vocals lately. Clint's, you know, I I'm less enamored. Yeah, he, way to say it. He I, loves instrumental and stuff. I can't really do instrumental. But anyways, this is a long way of getting to say, you know, your voice, the unique voice that we both yeah. thoroughly enjoy. How do you? How did you find that? Is just, is that just naturally what comes out when you start singing? Is that just fucking? It's like it's like half brutal, but half not. All the things that I I'm personally looking for all rolled <laughs> into one. I just wonder, you know, how do you how do you realize that talent that that sound? Yeah, what's the process to get there? Well, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know if it has anything to do with any talent because I certainly <laughs> didn't ever, um, I was never like a great singer in the sense of like having a, a, you know, a beautiful voice or something like that. But even growing up, like I immediately was uh, very interested in music uh, as a kid. I grew up in Utah in the 1980s. So it was a super conservative time uh, during Reagan and um, the, the, the church in Utah had a very strong hold on, on everything. And that was also during like the satanic panic, you know, the PMRC was trying to outlaw heavy metal music and that was the evil. And 
so I, I naturally was immediately drawn to that because I was a kid that was not from a Mormon family and I was instantly kind of not able to be friends with a lot of kids I grew up with and stuff because I wasn't part of that church and I wasn't part of that world and my parents smoked dope and listened to Black Sabbath. <laughs> and so I uh, immediately was like, you know, obsessed with bands like Judas Priest and Wasp. And um, the more subversive, the better, the more leather they wore, the better, the more skulls and fire and shit there was, the better. And I and that's what I wanted. And so I immediately loved that idea. And I feel like a lot of the front men from the 80s where they were in such competition, you know, because they just come out of the 70s where people like Robert Plant and Ozzy and people like that had set such a high bar to be the front man of a, of a band. And um, even when you looked at pop music, you know, somebody like Prince, that was, I mean, Love it's Prince. a very hard thing to compare to somebody of that of that caliber when they get on a stage and they command your attention. And so, uh, you know, I, I just, I was always obsessed with that, but I couldn't sing like any of these people. I wanted to, but I couldn't. And as I got into punk music and hardcore music, I realized that you don't really need to have a pretty voice to get your point across. And um, so I guess that the way I sing is just me trying to sing in key and uh, <laughs> trying to also match the, the volume of the music. And so it kind of comes out as a little mix of melodic and yelling. Yes, uh, I love it. I, I knew he was going to come with a better description yeah. than I had. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I, I've had a thought there while you were talking about Utah in the 80s and Reagan and all that. Like, Jesus Christ, we've got to have this dude on for a part two. This guy, We're only scratching the surface with this guy. <laughs> um, uh, I'll do a part two. <laughs> uh, we will certainly have you. Um, uh, one thing at a time, though, I guess. Uh, yeah. And you guys just wrapped up a tour. You've already talked about how you're already starting to uh, write uh, and passing back and forth ideas. Uh, does that mean that there's no more tours for this album? Oh, I mean, they definitely want to do more touring for this album. It's just that's just always a matter of um, finances and just making it all come together and finding the right time to do it. You know, we we had the opportunity to tour with Throat. And that was their very first U.S. tour. And they're from Finland. Fantastic, fantastic band and great guys. And uh, they came over to support their new record, which is called Bareback. And um, so we played basically in direct support for them. Um, and we just did the Midwest and a bit of the Northeast, you know, Philly, Baltimore, and New York. And it was it was wonderful. I wish we could have stayed on tour for months, but we just, you know. We just didn't have all the means to make that happen. Yeah. But I would love to go over to Europe and do the same thing with them over there. I would love to play much more of the U.S. because there's a huge part of the U.S. we've never played to. And, and you know, I'd love to play out on the West and uh, down in the South and everywhere. Because I, I, I kind of think that we're more or less a rock and roll band. Um, we don't really fit within metal, so to speak. And, and I feel like... There's a there's an audience for that everywhere. So I would love to uh, have the opportunity to go and play with playing more cities and stuff like that. And hopefully we'll be able to make that happen and put the money together and, and, and get out on the road again. Well, speaking for both of us, we hope to see you here in Columbus, <laughs> Ohio sooner than later. We're just right down the road from New York. So. Yeah, yeah, just up the street <laughs> yeah. from Miami. Well, uh, you know, Chuck, we really appreciate this. This has been one of... This is one of my favorites. Yeah, but uh, don't, don't tell anyone else. Thank you guys. Uh, we we got to hit you with the ever the ever pressing. I'm looking forward to his answer. Yeah. To too. And we didn't even get to like musical influences at all. I so know. Look at that. Like, like I'm saying, yeah. dude, there's a part two somewhere. <laughs> but we want to know. We asked this to everybody. We want to know if you get shipped off to a desert island and you can only take one album the rest of your life. What's it going to be? One album for the rest of my life. Huh. Uh. 
Take your time if you need. I can edit out the silence and the thinkings and all that stuff. But we're we're, we're trying to think what's the, like the longest album. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, no one's picked uh, a, a double album like The Wall or something yet. <laughs> that probably wouldn't be a bad move, actually. Um, jeez, give me a second. Yep, give yep. me a second. I would probably take something. <sighs> Boy probably be and this isn't saying that it's my favorite record of all time but it's right. a record that i can honestly listen to every single day and never dislike it is uh just danzig one the first dance nice one. yep there's a new one haven't haven't got that one yet not i a just Petrus. feel like every song on there i love and i know by heart and no matter how many times it comes on i just never turn it off so. there, there's really no feeling like listening to danzig on the beach by yourself <laughs> oh man no not at all especially uh, Especially well, during I Christmas time here in Miami, and that's basically <laughs> like being on a beach. Yeah. It's a strange feeling listening to anything heavy when you're like surrounded by palm trees and people in bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I mean, you feel like you should be listening to Van Halen or something, right? Like that, which, what a, which works just fine. But, what a terrible problem uh, to have, right? My scenery, my what a terrible problem to have. My scenery is too beautiful to listen to that something right. heavy right yeah, now. Yeah, I can't be brutal enough <laughs> yeah. in this environment. Well, thanks, Chuck. God damn it. I can't say thanks enough. Great time. Great conversation. Greatly yeah, appreciate thank it. Thanks to Aqualam, too. for Yeah, huge thanks to them for turning us on to you guys. Yeah. Just great yeah. fine. Thank um, you, Jonathan. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, those guys. We, uh, we should actually be talking to them here soon. <laughs> and thanks, Jordan and Dave, and, and you as well, you know, to let us use your song for the intro-outro purposes. Um, yeah, thank you, guys. That's great. Thank you very much. I appreciate you doing that. Uh, so we'll just uh, bid you farewell, Chuck, and have a good Sunday. All right, man. Bye. All right. See ya. So what do you have to say about that? Oh, my God. That was so great. And full credit to Brian. He said begrudgingly. No credit. It's all credit to Chuck, man. Well, I mean. I didn't make him interesting. It was, I, I, I'd, uh, <laughs> God damn it. I hate saying this because I know he's going to hear it, too. Uh, I <laughs> I did the work listen thing that I've really got to stop doing. And, you know, I liked him fine, but I never followed up on it. And then you were just fucking listen banging, to Han yet? Listen banging to Han on yet? my damn door about, dude, listen to Han. Dude, listen to Han. Dude, listen to Han. And finally, I turned it on at, outside of work at home with, in the actual stereo. It's like, oh my God, this is badass. I don't know about him calling himself not metal. I'd call him fucking metal as shit. I, but it I doesn't, it get doesn't it. Oh, I do, but it doesn't have to be fit this. I mean that shit is fucking heavy. Like you know, like they say Johnny Cash is heavy, right? This right. is a whole. This is fucking. Heavy it it shit. is heavy, and you know the lyric that we were talking about there with the woke uh, and uh, self-proclaimed and constantly stating not a lyric guy uh, <laughs> as I am, but this dude's lyrics are pretty fucking cool. And the lyric there at the beginning of the woke is, "I dream of wall-to-wall vices at an arm's length where solitude is all I know." Yeah, sold. Yeah. With that 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 rim shot kind of snare yeah. rim thing, oh man, like it's good. Very, they heard it on the intro. But thanks again, Chuck. That was that was fun. Yeah, uh, moving right along. And in the news, yeah, in the news, we got some fun news. We got a little bit of sex, drugs, and rock and roll going on. <laughs> Literally, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. That's true. Sex, two sex stories, I guess. Witch Rot. Did you even have you even heard of those guys? No, absolutely not. The only reason anybody's heard of them is because of this Facebook post or whatever. No, it was. they say they got a pretty good following here. Really? Yeah. They they well, they give all these numbers like fifteen thousand retweets and all this shit. No one really cared about. Yeah, that. that's just because the post is hilarious. Yeah. So the guy they break up and here's why. This is a quote from the post. Yes. Due to the unfortunate reality of our guitars fucking my girlfriend of almost seven years, <laughs> we'll be taking a extended hiatus. However, I will continue the band in another space and time being. Ripe with hate, 
the music is slowly flowing, without a doubt, will become most the most devastating, torturous music I've ever created. <laughs> Thanks for the support. Stay heavy, Peter. Also, our drummer died. <laughs> the last line, which is not true. <laughs> it's a. Uh, I think it's a spinal tap. Yeah, more than likely. It, yeah, it is a spinal tap. It's com- spontaneously combusted. <laughs> but Jesus Christ, man! I mean, that took some guts to put that out uh, there, dude. He had to have been drunk. Yeah, that's a drunk post if there ever was one. So, sorry, Witch Rot fans. Um, you can blame the guitarist. Right? As with most things, I guess, maybe. Don't hate the player. <laughs> hate, hate the, the game. game. Speaking of players, there's some people getting it on in Machine Head. Dude, how, what would you do? Go ahead. Read that. I w- <laughs> Hold on. Epic Circle Pits. The jumping was crazy. Boobies. Sing-along songs. Crowd surfing mania. Couples having sex. In the front fucking row. At a Machine Head show in San Diego. To what song did he say it was? He kn- he knew what fucking song it was. I didn't think it said it. Davidian. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> that freedom ring with a blast of my load in the front row. <laughs> they got kicked out. Is it worth it, Clint? I, <laughs> if he just met her, worth it. If, if it's yes. his girlfriend, if it, if, not yeah, worth no, it. If you're married and you're just trying to spice it up, no. Uh, um, what would you do if you, if you knew that that was... I mean, if you were the guy behind them or the guy beside them... What, what do you do? Tag in. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> I'm here for you, bro. Next. We got next. <laughs> but, I mean, it was Machine Head. Probably wasn't much else to do. Well, it was the video, though. Yeah, old yeah I mean, if it was something off catharsis, sure, you know. Hell, you maybe even do it in the bathroom, then, just so you can kind of muffle the sound. Muffle, <laughs> yeah. I'd rather do anything but listen to this. That is so funny, man. I, I mean, and how did they get caught? What was... I don't mean that to be as stupid as it sounds, but it just, I don't. Yeah, and what position was it? Doggy? Were they both just like jumping? <laughs> it's so weird, man. <laughs> it, and drugs. Did you think Rob called him out or something? It was how did that? Nah, well, it had he's to be douchebag. You, I, yeah, it, and then uh, you, I guess it'd probably be one of the security guards up against the line. That's but, true. Yeah, there's probably yeah, and the, against the fence. And how awkward would it be for that guy just standing there looking at him like? Do I wait is, till they finish? Is is that really going on right now? <laughs> what the hell's going? Hey man, do you see this? I can smell it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> they uh they also played their last show with uh, McLean and Demel uh, during the past week. Apparently, they went out on an epic uh, per them, and I don't doubt that that they went out on uh, Halo, the song from the Blackening, which would be if you're gonna go out, you might as well go out on fucking Halo. That's a good song. Yeah. You want a moment of silence for that? Nope. Okay. Uh, Ozzy's in the news. Ozzy. Uh, yo, Ozzy's my guy, but... Man, this is kind I... of a lame story, but... I'm it's... just so tired of hearing about it. Well, it... that's the thing, yeah. It's how many times can we, can we tell, you know, can he tell people and people report on the fact that he doesn't like working with Iomi? He says that he likes... <laughs> I, I just he likes him as it. a person. He doesn't like to work with him. Loves him as a person. Hates working with him. I guess Tony actually said something to him, and I kind of get this. Tony said something to him about, look, man, stop talking over my solos when we're playing. (laughs) Ozzy? Yeah. Wow. Talking over your solos. Right. And he's telling the crowd to get fucking crazy or some shit while Tony's over there doing his thing. And, you know, you know what? I, to whatever degree, I get that. Yeah, for sure. If it's, it's his time to shine. Ozzy's right. shining the whole fucking time. You're out there with your water gun the whole fucking show. Yeah. It's, give, it's Tony Iommi. I mean, if it's random fucking shithead, sure. 
But no, it, it's Tony Iommi. I get, I respect that. I, yeah, don't talk over Tony's solos. Yeah, uh, I get that. I don't care if you're mad about that, Ozzy. Does I that say it in this in this thing, or yeah. is that just a okay? Um, but yeah, they they. I, you know what? I hope this means that they are broken up for good and they don't do another reunion tour in fucking four years. It bums me out that he doesn't, like, he's, if he's got beef with Geezer, that bums me out because Geezer's been on some of his better solo albums and Geezer's a fucking badass. He's my guy. But, I mean, the, there's there's no, you know, seems to be no real kind of h- hatred. Ozzy says right here, if people wanted to say to me, was there a leader of Black Sabbath? I'd have to say it was Tony. Tony, right? Because without his riffs, we'd still be in fucking rehearsal with our thumbs up our ass, <laughs> <laughs> going, "What do we do now?" So Tony Iommi is the man. He's the godfather of metal. This is just it really is boils down to this is just it's just a sibling rival rivalry at this right. point. After they, was, they being are, who they are for how long? Yeah, they're, like they're essentially they, old and grumpy. They're they're they've been. This is like they're they've probably been together for like. Sixty years at this point. Remake them two grumpiest old men. <laughs> Putting his neighbors in there just out there screaming dumb shit. Get off my solo. <laughs> if someone makes that, I want ten ten dollars for I, that idea. If somebody makes that, I want to see it. <laughs> um and geez. in tours. Oh Jesus, we're already okay, we're done with that. Or no, we're not. Uh, we are now? <laughs> tours. Um the bittersweet. Ugh. Mega Fest here in Columbus, Ohio. They've changed the name. You know, look, I understand it's kind of hypocritical of me to bitch about tours not coming through here, and, and then, then the biggest one, this <laughs> big ass festival with all these bands, and I, we sit here and bitch about it. We're not going to go to it. We don't like it, and that it, it they go hand in hand. All of these Zeal and Ardor is playing this damn thing. They're never going to play Columbus, Ohio again because they figure they they can mark this one off their list. They hit it. When they played it for 35 minutes at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a random fucking Friday in May. And now I'm never going to get to see them in like the Newport or something. Yeah, that, that's I never really thought about that aspect. That Yeah, the, these bands get their Columbus stop this out is, yep. on, their, on this. This tour. is why Seven Dust hasn't been here in four years. Right, because they always come on. They always shit. play that. So, and they change, it's Rock on the Range, but now it's something other. Something, yeah. It's, it's not even on. Oh, no. Yeah, it's not on the, on the notes here. But, you know, your big, your headliners are Foo Fighters. Sonic Festival, something like that. Sonic something. Sonic Raping. Sonic Temple Festival. Something stupid. Yes. It was Foo Fighters. And again, Foo Fighters. This is their Columbus stop. These They're not coming back for uh, five years. What get, what would Minimum. Get, what would get me excited, though, is the Lamb of God. That's their fucking tour stop. Yeah. We're not going to get to see Lamb of God now. And then, what what, what did I say my, my ideal day was? Because, uh, Cro- or not Corrosion, um, Black Label. Black Label's there. Meshuggah. Meshuggah. Um, Lamb of God. Foo Fighters. I mean, come on. Foo Fighters. Pussy Riot. But, which neither one of us has ever actually <laughs> Zeal and Ardor for Clint. Zeal and Ardor. I wonder if they'll be doing the brands again. The brands? Yeah. What's that? You don't remember that story? Mm-mm. Where they were giving brands away? Of their oh, lo- the br- those. Yeah. yeah and the dude had to say, stop doing this. <laughs> You're not supposed to do this. I'm Stupid. kidding. Gojira. I would oh, love yeah. to see you those know, guys. And again, those. they're never coming back here. Ghost. Whoa! <laughs> fucking cares. But anyways, yeah, that's, a, that's that's bittersweet, I guess. That's cool that it's in our backyard. Doesn't affect us any. Nope. If they, if my top five bands or whatever are are on the same day, I would highly consider going. Assuming my wife would drop me off and pick me up, All right? But that's that's about it. And I would not stay. I don't care if Foo Fighters was headlining that day. I would not stay for that. I the. <sighs> 
I would if I was going to it, but I'm not going to it, even if all five were in the same day or whatever. I just, it irritates me, man, to see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to Zeal and Arter, but it, this works for Gojira. It works for Mashuga, and you know what? It works more for Gojira and Mashuga because they've got this big ass catalog, and they're gonna play for 35 minutes at three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna play six yeah, fucking the, songs. The short, yeah. It, no, fuck that. I want I, with ten thousand, twenty thousand, forty thousand. I don't know of your closest fucking asshole friends, right? And you know. All of them having a conversation about their day at work the past day because they don't give a shit about Mashuga or Zealand Arter or Gojira. They're to see they're to see disturbed. Yeah, <laughs> disturbed. Yeah. Ah, oh, it drives me crazy. But gets a lot of people excited. It so. sure does. People come from every damn where for that. You know, and and I guess the best thing you can say about it is they they choose a pretty damn killer lineup. I mean, they throw they throw they try to they get the. I'm going to air quote, the underground scene, the good jeers and stuff that's not played on the radio, right. then, they, then they get you with the Disturbed, so they, they know what they're doing. They're getting everybody no. from all... Right, right, right. It, uh, I'm going to parse everything that we've just said with, you know, if somebody that has anything to do with this thing hears this and wants to change our mind with, like, some VIP passes or something, mm-hmm. I could certainly be bought. Foo Fighters dressing room passes. <laughs> yeah. All right. I could certainly be bought. And reviews, moving and right along. Moving right along. I almost did my generic Italian accent that I've <laughs> trying not to. That I've kind of swore off. Let's hit the so tis the season. Right? Do you, you want to do the Christmas yeah. one first? Tis the season. Um, I said something to you about wanting to review that new uh, the August Burns Red Christmas album. I can't even remember what it's called. Is it Winter Wonderland? Winter Wilderness. Winter Wilderness. Damn it. Winter Wilderness. Um, by probably. Your favorite Christian metal band? I well, no, I like no? Marvin better. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, I, I said something to you about that, like last Friday or something, about reviewing this Christmas album, knowing full well that I wasn't going to push play on it. We're recording on Sunday the second mm-hmm. of December, knowing full well that I would not push play on this Christmas album until Saturday, December first. Because it's a Christmas album. Did you know how short it was? So yes. it wouldn't need to be like right. That. And even I, I kind of knew what I would end up thinking about it too. It's I I love this shit. I don't listen to a ton of August Burns Red. I liked their latest album, um, but I'm not going to be able to think of the name of. No, um, I will. And uh, but I, they're never the whole metalcore thing. Just isn't really my thing. And oh, I thought that was going to be louder. <laughs> uh, but. I do really like their Christmas songs. It, it, it is the best of both worlds. It you, is. You can get some spirit and some metal. Right. It, you, you can play it with your family around, and <laughs> they can't say shit. <laughs> we're listening to Christmas music? Fine. Yeah, that's, um, we're talking you, Christina. <laughs> My wife. But yes, well, go ahead. Keep going. With I, and I, I enjoy it. It's fun. I was listening to it to this morning, and uh, there, there's... Their first one is a full length, and it's called Sledden Hill, and there's just all kinds of fun it's shit. It's like 20 on songs or something. There's on that. 12. <laughs> that's a lot. And there's, you know, you, you catch something like Carol of the Bells and the way they twist it and take it and just slam it. It's fun. And they do the same thing with some stuff here. The, uh, the one that really caught my attention, uh, pretty literally, I was walking through Kroger this morning and had this playing in my headphones, and the Home Alone theme. They do a cover of the Home Alone theme. I guess I didn't catch that. Though. And I got, I, I'm listening to it, like all these things because they're Is covered. Is that a whole song? Yeah. All these things because they're covered and it's changed so much. 
you know, a lot. There's of no people, lyrics. They don't. There's not no, a single yeah, vocal. So there's there's uh, like two songs with lyrics on Sledden Hill, or there's two. Yeah, songs on the other one, on there's Hill, yeah, but, but this one, there's nothing. No, on this it's one. all the melodies are all guitar, and uh, it, you know, they all partly because of that. You're listening to them and you think, I know this. What is it? And you know, eventually you figure it out. I could not figure out what the hell the Home Alone theme was, and I pull it out out of my pocket. Because it is just jamming. It is kicking ass. It's doing some crazy shit. It's taking this cool melody and doing all these weird things. They do the typical metalcore thing that I'm going to talk about, how I don't like it here in like two minutes, <laughs> but I love it in this. Yeah, it works sometimes. And uh, yeah, I, I listened to that song twice in a row. It was it's fucking cool. I, I mean, are we going to give this shit to me? I just think it's more just bring it up and talk about it. We, I I mean, am, okay, that's fine. I'm good with that. Yeah, I mean, it's if you like metal and you know you want to get in some Christmas spirit, the, I will totally listen to this and Sledden Hill. Uh, you, you know, the, these next three, four weeks are the only times that I listen to it, and I am going to get my fill until next year <laughs> right. in those couple weeks. The, and Corn does a, a pretty cool, you know, I, you, any, you could, if you take Christmas music and make it heavier, that's what I'm going to want to listen mm-hmm. to. Corn does that with a few songs, but nowhere near as good and as thorough and as original right. as August Burn Red. The, Red. Go ahead. But it, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I I kind of don't like you know me uh, that there is no lyrics. I do like the the wilderness one or the the Sledden Hills one. They I think they did that one right because they had a couple with actual right. vocals. And for me, I like that. I mean, at, as with six songs, I think on this album they could have done one or two. But I mean, I can't believe they. This was it this Christmas, whatever this Christmas. I guess, right. You know, like, <laughs> this, that's kind of weird to hear done fucking metal, but. It's it's a it's a novelty kind of thing, and I think it's sure. really cool. And, and you know, like we were talking about uh, a week or two ago, I think on the show, uh, they've announced a tour, and they're coming through Columbus, and it's in yeah. February. If that was this month, I would be psyched out of my mind. I still, uh, depending on my schedule, I still don't plan on trying to go. I might go to that. It, uh, b- but my larger point here is, I would be psyched out of my mind to go to that because I want to see these Christmas right. songs live in December. If we see them in February and they're playing them, I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> All right. Well, in more relevant uh, reviews, well, not relevant, but more uh, original, Unearth. I'm going to let you go first. On Has a one. new album. They've been around for a while, right? Yes. What's the new album called? The new album is called Extinctions. Yeah, with the S in right. parentheses. In parentheses. <laughs> um. You know, I, I, just, I never listened to their old stuff. I just found this looking on the Spotify, going to the metal tab and looking at new releases. And, I said, and, I, and I'll hit play on all of them. You know, the big play button, then it just picks right. up a random song. And it caught my ear. I was like, oh, fuck, you know, this is, this is pretty good. So I sent it to Clint and said, hey, we should review this, knowing that Clint would hate it. Yes, accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dig it. I listened to it a few times this week. Um, the whole, which... You know, I'm terrible at the uh, knowing the genres, so Clint let me know that it is a it is metalcore, but uh, nothing about the core part in this really bothers me. There there's some guitar tones and guitar licks that seem pretty generic and they almost sound keyboardish, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. Uh, which sucks. But I really really love the vocals. Um, we had a brief conversation before the show. They're just on the verge of about as heavy as I'll go, and I think they're they're really really vocal well wise. They're yeah. just on the verge vocal wise, right? Of heavies and uh, killer riffs. The 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 whole what do you call it? It's not math metal, but the whole the the, the, the counted count, off riffs. But but, but but one two kinda, one two yeah. one two three four. That stuff. I mean, am I gonna like listen to unearth front to back discography right. a whole day? No, but 
if I'm if I'm at work and you know and I need you know something I I think it's you know pretty groovy with the some killer uh, rhythms and stuff. I dig it. I'm I mean I'm not gonna go back. I kind of equate them to at the gates, who are definitely metal. Yeah. Where I've spent like the past ten years trying to get into them, and I just can't. Mm-hmm. It, I I just I don't like it. Yeah. Um, I don't. Go ahead. What's your shit? I don't know, man. I didn't even, up until now. I didn't even think really think about shits. I think anything under two and a half is something you wouldn't go back to and listen to. And anything over that is something that you know. I'll definitely go back and listen to this this album more. But it, like I said, it's it hasn't tempted me to go back in their discography any. So I'm thinking I'm going to give it like three shits. Um, maybe I like core more than I initially thought. If that's what core is, the whole not the math part, not the uh, well part of it's the harmonized thing. A- anyways, keep going. Keep the you know. I'll take the 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 high pitched guitar riffs that almost sound piano ish. I don't want the sing song chorus, so they don't do that in this. Give me the heavy vocals, the hardcore hitting, uh, drum matching guitar riffs. I dig it. There's my re- there's my review. Three. Yeah. All right. So what do you think? I dude, you know, it's like I said. I've been trying to get into them because it's. Is it like the... Uh, you can hear that there's good stuff there. What's that band that you sworn off and now love? <laughs> Converge. Yeah, you've, you've always tried but never could and then... Right, well, with Converge, I didn't you really finally do well, that. With Converge, I... That's we're not, not getting yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's You can hear that there's good stuff there. There, But it's it's just not you're brought, for me. You're, you're, it reminds me of like gym shorts and a basketball shirt or something and just... It's it 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 seems youthful almost. It you too old for this? I think so. <laughs> it I'm too old for metalcore, I guess. It so uh, what, you're, what you're saying is the so, harmonized guitars, the counted riffs. But for you, there's more. There's good, but there's more to turn you off than there is to turn you on. It's it. It's like the genericness is strong with this one. It. I can't. I I, I don't like think it's generic at all. Yes, I it like harmonized guitars. I like the counted off riffs. I like the I, I like the vocals. I but I like them as a change instead of the a formula. <laughs> and I I just can't do it for ten straight fucking songs. I did listen to all of it. I made it all the way through the album, and this is the first unearthed album that I've made it all the way through. So they've got that going for them yeah. for whatever that's worth. Nothing. Um. And that's accurate. <laughs> it, it just you'll never listen to it again. No, absolutely okay. not. Okay. Um, Fair enough. You know, like I said, the uh, it, a lot of times we were having the conversation prior uh, that the whole metalcore thing, the the quickest comparison is the heavy vocals in the verse and the harmonized guitars and riffs and all that shit, and the drums following the riff, and then the sing songy chorus, you know, a la Kill Switch Engage type shit. These guys are certainly metalcore, and the uh, track two, um, "Dust" is the name of it. Is uh, wait, Gust? Dust? Oh, Dust. Dust. Gust? Is that a band named Gust? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> it's a, Stop it! It's a, it is. It starts right off, and it's. I was telling Brian before we pushed record that if somebody from another planet came here and for some reason needed to know what metalcore was, I would play them that song or Kill Switch Engage again. Not to. Beat a dead horse there. Hey, look, horse again. Gus is the band. Gus is okay. Noted. It, it's it again. It's not for me. It's 
it's there's good stuff there. There's good stuff to be had. I made it all the way through it, so it's got that going for it. I've already said that. Yeah. A lot of talent too. I mean, it just they put it together in a non in a way that just yeah. doesn't do it for me. And uh, you know, all that said, I'd probably go like one point seven shits out of five. Always shits are out of five. Man, that's low. Five being low the ball shit, in the shits. Man. One point seven being get this shit out of my face. <laughs> um, it's just I, I, you know we have this conversation all the time and. and for whatever it's worth, you like it, and I don't. I I just I can't do generic. I there's too much good. There's too much shit like Han out there that not enough people have heard, and that is good and much more worth my forty minutes than this that I've heard seventy seven fucking different variations of yeah. and didn't like it the first time. <laughs> it, well, there you have it. Yeah, I just uh, Brian and Clint torn on an album. <laughs> this is a first. Where do we go from here? We're done. That I was, think. It's, it's, for whatever it's worth, just because I, I pumped you up earlier, now I'm going to knock you down a peg. <laughs> the, the, reviewing this album was also your idea. Yeah, it was. Uh, hats off to me. But, uh, you yeah, know, no shenanigans <laughs> at the end of this one because we had two to good of a yeah, conversation. No, this is, we're not going to waste your time with that stupid shit. That yeah. there's, go back and listen. If you, if you really need something to listen to, just go back and listen to Chuck Talk again. <laughs> or the album. Or the album. Yes. yes. That would also work. We're on social media, Clint. We are on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on the Twitter. We uh, So is Han, for that matter. We'll include their links. And uh, we, uh, we, we're we on all the places that you find podcasts, including the one where you are currently hearing this. Um, I'm finally going to get around to the new stickers here soon and try to get them out. Buy shirts. Buy shirts. Yeah. Oh, my God. We've got shirts to sell. <laughs> Shit fucking far. Yes. Amazon. We right? have shirts on Amazon. If you type in epitome of stupidity, you will find us. It's crazy. What about the design, though? The we design haven't talked about that. By enough. Jillian Dublow, I'm going with. We don't care. I care. Her last name? Yeah. She's just awesome. Either she, way. Accurate. We don't want full blown accurate. Her last name is not important. Jillian. She's like Cher. <laughs> <laughs> It, uh, we got a white design up for all the 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 neutral men, and then a, we got a pink uh, skull for the ladies, for like the ladies. Yeah. So um, I mean, even that's if back, that's multiple artist if, uh, references here. We uh, we talked to Chuck, who's obviously an artist. We talked to Jillian, who's obviously an artist. What's our superpower? Headphones, uh, <laughs> a microphone, <laughs> and a loud voice. But yeah, I mean, even if you you fucking hate our podcast and you're probably not listening anyway, but it's a cool fucking design, whether you, anyone knows what it is or not. Three. Three-eyed fucking skull, some headphones. So cool, man! So check that out. Uh, you know this isn't free to do, so it always goes back into no, the show. No, it cost me a lot of money. Yeah, cost Clinton a lot of money. And uh, the email, epitome e o stupidity at gmail And we're gone. Bye. Yep. There was actually a. Uh, a, a you didn't fart. Go ahead. We're gone. Bye. <laughs>